There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S and back from a little bit of a time out. (laughs) I have Jess back with me. Yay, Jess. Yay. And we are here to talk about another new show that we are enjoying. A few episodes in, so yes, we're a little behind, but then again, when aren't we behind? <laughs> we are talking about Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency on BBC America. Obviously, and if you're not in Netflix. America... Oh, really? Fun fact, this is done in, per- in partnership with Netflix, so after December... It was 11th or 22nd. It's going to be all available stream on Netflix. Nice. So that's cool. Wider audience. Yes. Well, because, I mean, if you're not in the U.S., you're not necessarily watching on BBC America. Mm-hmm. You're also getting it on, it's usually, what, Space in Canada? I think that's correct. And I can't remember what it is in Australia. We have friends in those places. That's the only reason I know those two. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about this for a minute. Before we jump into the actual show, I was really excited. I got a chance to see the premiere at New York Comic Con, and it had like all the stars minus Elijah, which uh, actually Samuel Bar- Barnett, who plays Dirk Gently, had a little sequence before it all started, and he comes on. And he's like, "I'm so sorry to tell you all, Elijah has had a terrible accident. I understand he's." He's not with us anymore. And he goes on, and Elijah walks up behind him, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm right here. He's like, oh, oh, I thought I seen something, and you weren't here. Hi. He's like, (laughs) my friend is getting married. That's why I can't be at New York. He's like, oh, so your friend is more important than all of these people. So he's going on and on. It was pretty cute. Um, They all came out onto the stage, and it's amazing what these people look like. Well, obviously, like, Sam, I keep screwing up his name. Samuel Barnett, Dirk Gently, looks like Dirk, you know, him. Obviously. Because he doesn't look different. Mm-hmm. But the girl who plays um, Bart, because all we've seen her is dirty and bloody, and she looks totally different. And it's like, holy cow, that's the same person? It's amazing. Makeup is amazing. Um, the other people who were there, obviously, we had Hannah Marks. I'm trying to remember everybody that was there. Uh, I think Jade was there. I know Samuel was uh, Max Landis, who is the producer, right? producer director, mm-hmm. and he was great with his rainbow colored hair. Huh. It's so funny because I'm like, I love the hair, and and it's just crazy and amazing. But the best part out of all of it, which I think is funny, but Jess will get it, is they all brought out a bunch of corgis. Each actor walked out with corgis from a corgi rescue. That's and one of them was one of the corgis, I guess, that is in the show. <laughs> but I mean, come on, you have all—you're you, bringing out dogs. And honestly, everybody was trying to take pictures of the dogs and with the dogs. Literally, I, how could you, how could I like you more? Where's your dog? That's what I want. 
Right, which I think is hilarious. I'm like, yeah, we're here to see all the stars and see the show, but Look everybody got super corgis. excited. Look at those cute dogs. And they did take the corgis down to New York Comic Con, and you got to take pictures with them, because this was one of the events that was off-site. This was in Madison Square Garden Theater, and it was the first time I'd ever been in there. So that was just really fun, being able to see them. And then we got a chance to see a preview from class, which we're not getting until January, I think. Right. And then we got to see a preview, which was really, really teeny tiny teaser of Doctor Who, because it was the BBC event. So I was excited about BBC, and I'm really excited that this came out, and Jess and I will be talking in great detail later when we do finally get to see class and, of course, Doctor Who, which I know we're not even on our topic yet. I'm sorry. Uh, November 19th, that lost episode that they found Mm -hmm. of... Patrick Troughton? Troughton, yeah, with the Dalek. Okay, one. yes. They're doing it, so they made it like... They remastered uh, it? No, because they don't have the video, so they made it almost like a uh, animated. <gasps> That's And awesome. that is going to be on BBC November 19th. Well, and you know, we're totally cool with that stuff, because obviously one of our very favorite things to ever happen was the PS at oh the end gosh. of Angels Take Manhattan. Which I cried. Uh, just, you know, ugly crying, naturally. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But I think that, that kind of stuff can be really powerful. I'm, I didn't know that they... Did animate it. I'm very excited they about just, that. Well, actually, one of our good friends who over at Hollow Nine and who is somebody we've podcasted with for the Pod Doctors, Terry, he had told me about it when we did a recap about the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go look for it. And of course, you know, in all of my frantic behavior, I forgot about it. So I'm really excited. It's actually going to be on so I can watch it because me and trying to follow up on things don't always work out so we live frantic-paced lives. You wouldn't think so. I mean, I think my life's pretty boring, but I feel like I must be busy. Or what? where does all the time go? Oh, I know. It's like <laughs> you sit there and you look at Facebook for a minute. Next thing you know, it's been five hours. Well, no, that's, that's really Tumblr Pinterest for me. For me. <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr is a deep, dark hole of secrets. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, so, for real, we're going to jump into this. So, Dirk Gently is actually based on a series of novel novels, not novels. By your very favorite. Yes, by Douglas Adams, who I absolutely love, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the increasingly inaccurate, inaccurately titled trilogy, because I don't know how many books. I think it was actually six at the end, seven. That's the funnest thing I've ever heard. But I love it. But yes, these were based on books, and that's how Max Landis got involved. He said he went to a summer camp. And he read one of them, went back home, and he's like, I need more of these books. And, of course, hit his local library, which we, of course, love libraries. Yeah, patronize your local library. Yes, because too many don't people resho- think... Don't reshelf your own books. <laughs> <laughs> because so many people think that libraries are not necessary now. And how else are you going to find these old books? Because, really, you're not going to get kids finding Douglas Adams. They're not new. These are not up in the front. Mm-mm. They're not on the bestseller list. Nobody's, you know. Well, I don't know. He might still be. Maybe. With Hitchhiker's just Guide. Just occasionally. Well, you know what? I feel like you get, you get you know, lulls and you get, you know, yeah. highs and lows. Because there's going to be things with the movies, maybe. But then, you know, you'll you'll get a resurgence of them. But I don't think they're going to be on, like, right. all the not time. Not necessarily up, in, up in, in your face. It's... It's getting, I mean, harder and harder to find the the gold in the middle of all the chat, the chaff, you know, all the stuff that really just needs to go. I like in chat. What chaff? No, no, no. It's it's a wheat term. It's I don't know. 
Uh, it's what they call what's left over from the actual wheat. This is what happens because she reads. So <laughs> I, I did. I called she myself a, a watering pot today because I've been reading stupid Victorian novels. <laughs> and somebody's like, what are you even talking about? I'm like, I'm crying at the drop of a hat. That's what I'm talking about. Leave me alone. Oh my goodness. I'm going to make my books for that. I don't get judged. Books. Okay, so starring in the title ro- role of Dirk Gently, we have Samuel Bennett. Barnett. I don't think I've ever seen him before. I keep changing his name. He I decided he has a new name. familiar to me. Um, I think he's been a lot more in... British stuff. Yeah. Super yeah. British. He's super British. He was in Penny Dreadful, which you just started uh, wait, that. Wait, I've watched the whole thing. What? Where in Penny Dreadful was... He was Renfield. <gasps> he looks totally different. So apparently Jess does know who this is now. I do. He's a very skinny, creepy man. <laughs> I had no no idea because um, he's actually kind of handsome in this with the floppy Doctor Eleven hair, but you uh, know, which we talked about him being. And somebody tweeted this today that he is the love child of Eleven and Sherlock. So true. Uh, yeah, actually, looking at his IMDb page, it does seem to be a lot more um, European, British stuff. So definitely, like, look look him up and check out what he's been in because I do love him as Dirk, uh, Elijah Wood as. Todd Brotsman. Who's basically been in everything. If, if you don't know who Elijah Wood is... We, we can't help you. Yeah. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> we have Hannah Marks as Todd's sister Amanda. Fiona Doriff as Bart, which is almost the mirror image of Dirk. Dirk is trying to do things to help people. In his holistic, you know, very Form. thoughtless, but good-natured way. And she, on the other hand, is very, I'm going to kill people, but it's not, I'm not on a killing spree, and I'm not an, I'm an assassin, but it's just whatever strikes me. I thought that was the most random thing I'd ever heard in my life. And when he, Elijah Wood's character says, I'm not trying to be ugly, like, hands up, please don't kill me, isn't that just a killing spree? I was like, thank God someone is asking the real questions. (laughs) Thank God. And then we have this man whose name I always screw up. I have screwed up since I've been watching him on Falling Skies. Mafo Koahu, which I think is how we decided we were saying it, and I, he plays Ken. He is kind of the Todd character with Bart. Because as it has progressed so far, they are mirror images. They say the exact same lines, obviously different situations. It took me about three quarters of an episode to realize that, oh my god, what is actually happening here? It's like, it's almost like there's a bizarro within the show there is a bizarro world counterpart to these to each person and i mean obviously it's so perfect too because both his character and elijah wood are both like the unwilling assistant like i've been kidnapped into this and how am i even here right so i love it it's so far been super interesting but i i'm glad you brought that point up because i thought that was really fantastic yeah i really like how they're doing it. i actually tweeted about that today and he did like that and retweeted um we have two police officers that are very comical. They very are, comical. Can we talk about their their entry music? Because it's the, this jaunty. <laughs> like, when they're walking in, I'm like, this is probably the weirdest entry music into a crime scene I've ever seen in my life. Or heard. In they are hilarious. It's um, Richard Schiff, who I remember from... Oh, God. West Wing, I okay. believe. And then Neil Brown Jr., who he's been in a ton of stuff, too. And on the opposite side, we have two FBI agents who come into play, who, again, very weird. And on top of this, 
Okay, let me say this. We have a little trilogy of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We have the two local cops for missing persons. That's who we just talked about. We have two FBI agents who are there for murder. Correct? Right, because of the father that's been yes. murdered and we don't, and the girl has been kidnapped. And then we have two secret government agents, which we have no idea why they're there. That is... But they have revealed that they're CIA, right? Or they keep saying they're CIA, don't they? Yes, but I didn't think we had exactly any information. We actually get some, finally, episode three, to be honest. More and more, I feel it's like... It's weird how this... And the one guy is just a total doofus. I feel like this happens a lot. <laughs> uh, we have a character named Farah, played by Jade Eshte. And again, if I'm saying these names wrong, I'm really sorry. I need... Like a guide to how to pronounce everybody's name, like in the like in the dictionary, phonetic yes, pronunciation would be helpful. Um, we don't know much about her at this point, which we'll get into the the little synopsis of this in one second. She seems to have been a bodyguard of sorts mm-hmm. for a character that we haven't met. We kind of well, we've seen a picture. I think is about it. So, yeah, I think Dirk brings up a picture, or someone does. In episode oh, two. She, yeah, she's in, I think, just the newspaper. And then we have the Rowdy Three, which were strangely named because there's four of them, mm-hmm. uh, being led by Michael Eklund, who we've talked about because he was from Winona Earp. Yes. And we find out more because you also have Viv Laycock, Osric Chow, both of whom have been in Supernatural. You might know Osric more I because love him. he was Kevin. Kevin. And. Oh, what's the last guy? He's just a good Seven. tweeter, too. I dig him. He's fun. He is. He does tweet a lot. Uh, I believe the third guy was, crap, Victor Santiago? Zach Santiago? Zach Santiago. Thank you. Cross. I was, like, just mixing everybody's names together. <laughs> there it is. Zach Santiago. I apologize. Um, I love these three. Because we have no idea what they are. I'm like, are they good? Are they bad? Are they chaotic neutral? Somebody tell me where they fall in this weird spectrum. Because I can't figure it out. But I do love it. All right. So let's actually talk about the episode. Now that I did all of that, because I know we we bounce around, but at this point, you guys totally know what we do. Mm -hmm. So the synopsis that we're getting on BBC America is, after Todd Brotsman happens upon a murder scene, he meets the self-proclaimed detective Dirk Gently and is drawn into a case involving the death of a reclusive millionaire, Patrick Spring, and the kidnapping of his daughter, Lydia. So that seems simple enough, right? He, Todd, is working in a hotel. His boss tells him to go up and check on a room because Do Not Disturb has been on for a while. But stop at this other room to see what's going on because there was a fight. He stops there, and this is when we run into him. Oh, wait. The gate. The, the, the door's opening in the elevator. He sees someone on a big fur coat. Who turns around. And it's him with a black eye. Who freaks out because that person and runs the other way seems to know he shouldn't be seeing somebody who has his own face. Mm. That just seems sort of implicit to me. Unless you have a twin, you kind of knew about already. (laughs) I don't want to see my own face on somebody else's face. It seems (laughs) uncomfortable. I don't like it. But But it is said that we'll never actually recognize our own face necessarily on another because you never see it. Right, you don't see it because you see it in the mirror. Everything is reversed, including pictures. So that makes Mm sense. Um. This is a good question, but I think then doesn't the elevator close? And for a minute, it's almost like he blinks and he's like, wait, maybe I just hallucinated? Yeah. Because you got a little flash of Well, you have to wonder, too, is he a 
is he, and we brought this up in other things, how reliable is our narrator? Do we, do we completely trust him, especially now knowing that he might have, he might have had a, like a neurological problem that made his, you know, him hallucinate pain. So I, I never thought, I don't know, but I do believe that some weird stuff's going on with all the other weird stuff that's going on. I'm willing to take the leap of faith and believe. This is him, bizarro world him, in a weird-ass, uh, like, giant, uh, I don't know, yak coat. I don't know what that was made of. I know, that was just giant. And it's then, a Yeti. Then he goes to, Yeti, there you go. And then he goes to uh, Woolly Mammoth, who knows, the penthouse, and... Well, he checks on the other room he's supposed to, because somebody needed to check out, and there was a fight. Cries, the, the chick cries on his shoulder, if you need anything, my name is, slams the door in his face. Right. I thought that, like, that was really interesting because then later, uh, Dirk is like, well, what's your name? Like, this whole time, he, he keeps trying to introduce himself to people, and they're like, bye. He's like, what's your name? Todd? <laughs> Love it. But, like, are uh, you sure about that? It was very cute. But, uh, yeah, they're fine. I felt like they weren't very important. I feel like it's going to be. Maybe. Maybe. Because the person who walked out of the room wasn't... After having the shoe thrown at him. Yes. Wasn't that the FBI agent? Was it? I thought it was. Or was it Patrick Spring, who we know nothing about? Because I've no, never no, seen no. A picture I know of him it yet. wasn't Patrick Spring. We no, we did see a picture of him in, in the second or in the first or second episode. Oh, okay, they show a picture of him. He's incredibly good looking, and he's famous. Like we, you would recognize him. I know it wasn't him. Oh, okay, so I feel like it was the FBI agent, and I think that's why I it's like this might. weird connection. And that's everything, the whole point. Everything is connected. Yes, holistic. Dirt keeps saying this. Everything is connected. Everything. Sometimes nothing is connected. Which is weird. Which is weird. And yet, everybody on this show seems to be connected to other shows that we've watched and talked it's about. That's true. That's very true. So he goes up to the penthouse. He Lights are flashing, like like flickering. Mm-hmm. And the door's broken. He goes inside. There's blood and body parts here and there and weird stuff happening. And Giant the- bite marks on the ceiling and weird yes. parts of the... Walls and ever, and then the direct detectives come in. Obviously, he does the right thing, calls the police, and well, how did this happen? Right, like he's supposed to know. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that whoever got in the room and did anything used his key that he had lost, his mm-hmm. key card, and he did report it to his manager, but he was also late for work. There's all these things. Yes, it's a all this confluence is what he said, quote unquote. Um, they their whole interaction to the the two cops. That were... It's comical. It, they're hilarious. The eyebrow thing. Right. Or they finish each other's sentences. Love it. They were really, really good. That whole... I feel like that's that's the way you want to really introduce a customer. Like a, yes, I love it. And it actually gets weirder going on in the next few episodes. They're great. They're like... They have this weird symbiotic relationship. I dig it. But, uh... Which I feel like if you know somebody well enough, you do start doing weird stuff like that. That's true. I concur, I concur with that. But... So then what happens next? There's a kitten. That nobody see they see they see footprints going out the the window. Mm-hmm. I had a moment. And then you see little kitten prints. But the kitten you see is picked up and we don't know why and or by whom. Mm-hmm. And kind of taken away. Todd gets fired. Which forgot to mention, on the way to work on the bus, Todd sees a corgi. He gets fired because he's seen all of this and mm-hmm. the manager's like, Well, you're involved. So 
Because you've seen it and you reported, I can't have you working here, which makes no sense. That does make no sense. It's ridiculous. And well, and then on the way home, he doesn't he see another. He cor- sees that he corgi keeps again. Seeing that corgi over and over. Like again. the corgi is playing a part, and he doesn't know why mm-hmm. because it's all connected. Now it's going to be like creepy sounding. <laughs> well, okay, and isn't the next thing that comes that happens is that Dirk like comes in through his window, and we're all like, "What the actual f right. is going on? <laughs> like, why are you here?" And he and even Dirk is like, "Well, I don't really know. I just was." Watching your building, and you seem interesting, and I want to know what's going on. And then we find out that both the cops, the black ops agents, and the FBI agents are all watching his building, all watching him, but not necessarily watching him, which makes weird. Well, no, the funniest thing was, I forget which, like, set of people said it. They're like, okay, no, it was the cops. They're great. I love these cops. (laughs) When they're like, are you telling me? That the guy we're secretly following is now talking to a guy who has some secret other military organization following him, and they don't know, like they're just friends or what? What's going on here? Like we're secretly following someone, somebody else is being secretly followed, and now we're going to meet up with a club of secretly followed people. It because was they all do meet right later in the episode. Because all this this back and forth between Todd mm-hmm. and Dirk, and mm-hmm. he's getting him out of the car or out of his house, and then the landlord goes. Berserk. Crazy. Which we find out is because he's on drugs. It's uh, From the very beginning, I'm like, this guy's on meth. Or PCP or something <laughs> really, really ugly. And it makes no sense. He's crazy. Uh, because in the first episode, is it at this point that we see the Rowdy Three? No, because they go see his sister first. They go see his sister. They do go see his sister who has a genetic nerve disease that makes her body misunderstand feelings but but it's not that it's misunderstanding and sending the wrong nerve impulses it's more that like neuralgia would make sense but the way it's causing hallucination yeah hallucination hallucinations that feel real like a breeze can feel like you're being stabbed but you see but then you see it's not just oh that that hurts no she sees it in her mind's eye it's crazy which is really strange because they do jam because her and her brother have instruments. Mm-hmm. And at one point, as she's playing the drums, she drops the drumstick thinking that it's a knife and she sees it like cutting her hand. Mm-hmm. Which is really strange. It makes me wonder if this is like a real thing. So if anybody out there knows, please you know shoot us an email at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. We want to know if this is something that's actually real, which I'm sure we can investigate if we don't get anything from... Mm-hmm. Our lovely, lovely listeners. Uh, let me see. Then they go back. Oh, this is when the Rowdy Three. They go back to his house. You do cut and you see Farah, which we find out her name late, later. We have no idea why she is. She's why she's there. She's in the apartment above Dirk, chained to a bed, being held against her will by some crazy guy who's just kind of creepy, saying he's going to cut her face off. Terrifying. And then all this weird stuff starts happening mm-hmm. because. With the black ops, you have this young guy who's really weird and doesn't seem to understand directions. And he's like, I have him in my sights. And he goes to shoot Dirk. And his superior kind of knocks knocks it out of his hand. And it actually go- bounces and goes... Ricochets and goes through the floor or through the ceiling. Through the ceiling, to, through the floor in the upper apartment, killing the man who's holding Farah. And now she's trying to escape. Right. She spends the rest of the episode when we see her trying to escape... From being, like, tied up or handcuffed to this bed or whatever. Right. And first you have that, and then you have... Dirk, the- t- Dirk totally doesn't even notice this, by the way. Nobody notices that's it. The, that's the absolute best part of this, is that there is a gunshot that just, like, came this close to, you know, you're done. And 
Oh, what? N- nothing. Nothing. Yes. And then you have the Rowdy Three finally show up. Mm-hmm. Which, and they, like I said, they're four. <laughs> they basically like they're here to f shit up. That's what's I don't going know. On. I don't understand they, them at this point. They're breaking stuff. They're having they, a good yeah, time. They come in. They're messing up Todd's whole Yelling apartment. Yelling at people, and then they're out. Like right, they all stand around Dirk, and it looks very much like Harry Potter when the um they're like sucking the souls. And I'm like, what is he doing? And even, you know, Todd's like, what are they doing? And then they go away. And, and, and everything's fine. But then the cops and the FBI and the black ops all come in. They're pointing guns at each other because nobody knows who anybody who, is. Who, yeah. And then they're like, okay, what happened? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It was very strange. Well, and then the, well, and then, I mean, to add an insult to injury, kind of. Like, okay, they let go, they let everybody go because Dirk is like, oh no, the, the CIA thing, whatever. And we're like, What's CIA thing? Please illuminate this. Right. And then the crazy junky uh, landlord comes and tries to shoot, like shoot everyone, but then he shoots himself. I'm like, this doesn't. And and it makes you wonder. Wonder then is the way that um the female counterpart of Dirk is absolutely invulnerable. Is he as well? Like I'm thinking so. And if it's just I mean a luck thing or whatever, but. Very interesting. It was weird. I did like it. This this was the episode that I have to say my husband watched. We watched it, like I said, at New York, and he's like, "What did I just watch? What exactly?" I'm happened? cracking up. I'm loving this, and he is like lost. So, if you've started watching it and you're kind of iffy, give it till at least the second episode. Although, I, if you're I listening like to this, me, I'm thinking you're further in already. I feel like the second episode really had a little bit more... Because, I mean, you always have to have where you're setting up the world. There's a little bit of world, world building necessary almost all the time. So but I, I don't, don't feel like this was, like, a slow world build. No, it's I like, think so much show is all left. Yes, yeah, show all the people, like, put everybody into place. Yes. Here's a cast of characters. Go. And pay attention to everything, because I feel like all of it is coming back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing is going to be... There's no throw. Well, you know what? And I feel like this is very, this is again a very Doctor Who thing or thing something that I almost like put with Doctor Who. Although it might just be a British writing thing because obviously uh, Douglas mm-hmm. wrote he's this so British. long ago and yeah. he's British. Um, where like earlier seasons of Doctor Who, there weren't throwaway lines. There weren't like there weren't plot points that you didn't use. Everything was connected. Everything was like a plan. <laughs> Like I just love that we keep coming back to that. everything is connected. That is the whole. I think yeah, this line holist, in this. The, the reason it's called holistic. Although Jesus Christ, where did he come up with the name Dirk Gently? This is the freaking weirdest name I've ever. heard. I hope it's fake. I literally hope he was stolen from his parents at a very young age and trained by the CIA. CIA is ninja, and then they're like, "What do you want <laughs> your name ninja. to be?" And, well, that's what he said. Remember, he's like, he's like the CIA changed, trained me as a ninja, and he's like, "No, I lied about that." And I'm like, "You're lying about the ninja part. You're not lying about the CIA part, right?" We know, we know. Um, but I hope that as like a ten year old, they're like, "What do you want your name to be?" And he's like, "Dirk Gently." I don't know because if you Freaking think about weird. some of the characters that Douglas Adams has come up with, yeah, Ford Prefect. That's true, and but he was an alien. That's true. Aliens are different rules. They get special, like, dispensation for their names. We don't know what Dirk is. What if he is an alien? I feel like he's human. He probably is. He's just very It doesn't seem like that sort of a movie. Like, you know, ancient aliens, hashtag obviously aliens. (laughs) It does not feel like. But I could be wrong. And if you've read them, I mean, I'd love to know if I'm, like, super way off or close. 
If you've read them, I want to know what they all are. So if you can let us know, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Because Jess will be able to power through them probably before the end of the season. I might take till next season. He's, a, he's an easy writer to read. I mean, he's just... I know, but there's multiple books. No, 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 I know. <laughs> no, the hard part for me will not be powering through them. It will be waiting for the library to get them for me on my <laughs> e-reader or whatever. There's so you many You are third books. in line behind 20 other people. <laughs> Good luck. Third in line 20. Yeah, that sounds like new, that new common that's core the, math. That's common core math. Well, they might have, like... That's, that's the hard thing, too, with the library. Do they have, like, a ton of copies we don't know (laughs) all right so like i said this one's world building we're really excited the way this is going we hope you're enjoying it too we want to hear from you fangirlzonepodcastgmail.com let us know what you think about the show what you think we're missing because we haven't read the books yeah definite feedback on if it's different how it's different you know first first impressions we'd love to hear and as always we're going to keep reaching out to PR people and hope for the best and see if maybe, maybe, maybe we can get somebody on from the show. Maybe we can get the Corgi. I don't know I how don't, that interview will go, though. I don't care. I'm down. They have a little heart-shaped butt. I'm, oh, no. that, okay, that's kind of a weird... <laughs> okay, we're done. Obviously, that line, we're done. <laughs> All right, so for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean, Fangirl S. And Jess. And until next time. See ya.